The debt ceiling is officially raised. 34 Chinese entities blacklisted. Adobe falls on earnings guidance. The biggest analyst calls of the day. And we give you an update on Omnicron. This is the Running With The Money briefing. Let's get into it. What is up and welcome to another episode of the Running With The Money Briefing powered by Pounding The Table. Either way, we are back and the markets are red. Ouch, not looking fantastic. You take a look at the performance today and you see that the Dow Jones edged into the red down roughly 29 points. Meanwhile, you see the NASDAQ down 385 points and the S&P 500 down 41. By the way, that's just about 2.5% down on the NASDAQ. Looking like um, a particular time of the year in 2018, maybe? Hmm, who knows? We're not here to do comparisons. We're here to do the news. Now, shifting into how the market performs sector per sector, what we see here is that basic materials, financials, energy, utilities, consumer defensive, and healthcare all performed up to the upside. Um, We see that basic materials led the way today up 1.3%. Meanwhile, technology leading the way to the downside, down 3.16%. Consumer statistical and communication services right behind it, as well as industrials and real estate. So the big outperformer of the day, basic materials throughout the past week, consumer defensive, utilities, and healthcare have been the top three sectors. Financials, real estate, basic materials also edging out into the green this week in so far. Meanwhile, those consumer statistical names, those technology names, those communication services names, and even energy names moving to the downside alongside industrials. So a very interesting makeup of the markets throughout the past week and day. In fact, you take a look at the overall market today and some of the names took massive hits. I mean, bigger hits than they've seen in a while. When I say massive, I mean relatively large compared to the previous. You take a look and you see Apple down just about 4%. At one point, it was down just about 4.5%. You see NVIDIA down nearly 7%. You see Qualcomm down nearly 6%. Google down 1.3%. That's not too bad. We see Microsoft down just about 3%, Amazon down 2.5%, Tesla taking a big time hit down 5% today, ServiceNow down nearly 6%. So you're seeing a lot of blood in this market, especially when it comes to those growth names, those tech names, those names that have been leading the market over the past uh, year here, especially those big fang names, growth as we know, hasn't been the best performer this year, but it did have a rally up until um, going into a few weeks prior to this Federal Reserve meeting, where in essence, what we covered yesterday is they predicted three rate hikes in 2022, and they in essence uh, doubled the speed of the taper. But either way, let's get into the headlines of the day, and you take a look, and you see that President Joe Biden signed the debt ceiling increase in the law today. Now, that will raise the debt ceiling by $2.5 trillion. Ouch. Um, but that will keep the government funded um, and it will cover the government's obligations through and into 2023. So that's something to note. And that was a worry going into the beginning of this week that that debt ceiling wouldn't be raised, that there could be an issue created there. But as we all know, Congress eventually does get that debt ceiling raised almost always. And well, they once again raised it by 2.5 trillion bucks, keeping them funded throughout 2023. Something to note today. We also had the United States blacklisting 34 Chinese entities. And this is a bit crazy. On quote, CNBC said the Biden administration said Thursday it imposed trade restrictions on more than 30 
Chinese research institutes and entities over human rights violations and the alleged development of technologies such as brain control weapons that undermine U.S. national security. Yes, that's right. Brain control weapons. Holy Toledo. It's like we're watching a sci-fi movie. Either way, uh, 34 entities were blacklisted by the United States within the past 48 hours here. You take a look and those entities include Cloudwalk Technology, Dawning Information Industry, Leon Technology Company, MegV Technology, Netposa Technologies, SZDGI Technology, uh, I mean, it, the list goes on and on here. 34 Chinese entities being blacklisted by the United States over national security concerns. And once again, we throw this into the pod because this is just more and more um, of these tensions being ratcheted up between the United States and China. And when it comes to these global economies, when it comes to uh, not only the United States economy, but also the world economy, and you take a look, the I would say the foundational uh, way in in which both economies work is definitely something to pay attention to and work together is most important. You know, you're talking about two of the largest economies on planet Earth, the United States and China. And if those two economies don't work together, what are the... Uh, in essence, consequences of that relationship falling apart. And we continue to see the relationship between the two countries deteriorate. And this is just another example of some of the things that are going on between two of the largest economies in the world. Now, shifting into Adobe and why they are falling today. If you take a look at Adobe stock, it is definitely not pretty. That name moving to the downside significantly. It plummeted more than 10% this morning alone, and it was all on guidance. Yes, that's right. It was all on first quarter earnings guidance, and, you know, really, it was not a fantastic result coming out of Adobe. It finished the day down 64 points. Uh, So what in the world? What was this guidance, and why were investors so disappointed? So Adobe said in its first quarter that they are expecting, or they're expecting for the first quarter um, of 2022, that they will hit $4.23 billion in revenue, and that was below the $4.34 billion expectation from analysts. What we also saw is when it came to full year 2022 revenue expectations, um, they are now expecting $17.9 billion in revenue, and that is below the estimate of $18.16 billion. So that is something to pay attention to, um, that guidance coming in below expectations. Now, when it came to the fourth quarter, the most recent quarter that Adobe reported on, The numbers weren't actually bad. They delivered $4.11 billion in revenue. That's up 20% year over year, and that beat the estimate, and it was led by 21% growth in Adobe's digital media segment. So overall, they delivered a solid fourth quarter, but guidance was not solid whatsoever. They came in below the analyst expectations, and therefore, you see this major decline in the name, and this happened to occur the same day that the major technology index, the major index in which growth lies, Well, that also moved significantly to the downside with growth taking an absolute beating today. Now, shifting into the biggest analyst calls of the day, we got to talk about Evercore ISI upgrading Shopify to outperform from inline. The firm went on to say, we are upgrading Shopify to outperform with a $1,770 price target based on four key opinions. One, the stock is dislocated. Two, this is a high quality fundamentals asset. And three, this is a high quality asset in terms of growth opportunities and option value. I think it's safe to say that Evercore ISI 
Definitely like Shopify. We also had Morgan Stanley upgrading Toast to overweight from equal weight today. They go on to say Toast market share winning and end-to-end restaurant platform is well-positioned for rapid scaling with several powerful growth sectors and a conservative model setting the table for outperformance with healthy investor debate and the significant pullback we like to set up into 2022. Morgan Stanley liking toast, upgrading it to overweight from equal weight. We also had Wells Fargo naming Ford a top pick for 2022, going on to say, quote, after stalling out three times in 2021, we expect the auto recovery trade will finally start to work in 2022. Cumulatively, 39 million vehicles have been lost due to the semi supply shortage. This is 40% of normal global production. It will likely take a half a decade to completely recover these lost sales. This bodes well for automakers and extremely well for auto suppliers. Wells Fargo believing that the auto trade will be on when it comes to 2022, liking Ford in the auto recovery. We had Goldman Sachs reiterating Apple as neutral today, going on to say, quote, in our weekly update of lead time data for Apple, we note lead times down for iPhones across all major geographies indicating better supply and demand balance in our opinion goldman sachs reiterating apple as neutral on supply and demand balance and better lead times for the iphone we had jp morgan naming bank of america a top pick for 2022 hmm a bank on a bank uh, jp morgan went on to say quote we prefer the following names bank of america as a larger beneficiary of higher rates u.s bank corp for pickup and spending notably airlines travel later in 2022 when covid19 subsides and pnc for other drivers notably merger costs savings near term plus investing some of its large excess liquidity jp morgan bullish on the banks for 2022 we also had city naming goldman sachs and bank of america top picks for 2022 that firm going on to say quote our top picks on higher rates are buy rated cma mtb stt and bk and we are buy rated on bac tfc and usb as well as goldman sachs morgan stanley it's safe to say city is bullish on the banks for 2022 we had rbc downgrading airbnb to sector perform from outperform going on to say quote with the risk reward ultimately appearing to balance at current levels to warrant the outperform we downgrade to sector perform we also had morgan stanley downgrading docusign to equal weight from overweight Going on to say, cue the results from DocuSign altered our thesis around the durability of growth through past COVID tough comps. Although management is making the right moves to focus on the pre-pandemic basics of selling, it likely takes time to build that pipeline and convert in the growth of Morgan Stanley downgrading DocuSign to equal weight from overweight. Basically citing it's going to take time for DocuSign to make some changes. Also, our final big-time analyst call of the day was J.P. Morgan naming Broadcom and Marvell top picks for 2022, and the top picks just keep coming in this week. J.P. Morgan going on to say, quote, we see semi-stocks having 15 to 20% upside from current levels over the next 12 to 18 months. Our top overall semiconductor picks are AVGO and MRVL. As both companies have strong cloud networking and compute acceleration, semiconductor exposure, and 5G infrastructure networking and compute exposure, it seems J.P. Morgan is bullish on the semis. 
and liking Broadcom and Marvell for 2022. Now, to round out the show, I do want to give everyone a brief update on Omicron. Not too many people are talking about this new virus strain of COVID-19, but we need to talk about it. So, in a in the most recent study out of the University of Hong Kong's facility of medicine, what they are finding is that this new COVID-19 Omicron variant replicates 70 times faster in human airways than Delta does, but the infection within the lungs is much less severe or less severe at least. So that's definitely a net positive that in essence, the symptoms are much uh, more mild than say the Delta variant, but the spread is much quicker. Taking a look, we see that in New York City and New York State on December 12th, COVID-19 test positivity rate um, in the city moved up to 7.8%, and that is up 3.9% from just three days ago. So it's safe to say this Omicron variant is spreading very, very quickly in New York City and New Jersey, and it's definitely going to be something to pay attention to, obviously, given the size of New York City. So that is your update on Omicron. It's definitely something to continue to keep on your radar. A lot of data coming out on it, a lot of news coming up on it, and also we are seeing a lot of spread of this new variant in Basically, the theme right now is, is this Omicron variant going to overwhelm the health system? And if it does, there could be some major issues ahead. We are already starting to see a lot of companies basically saying, don't come back to work. We're stopping the in-person work again. Work from home is back on. So it's going to be something to pay attention to when it comes to this Omicron variant. Um, And we have yet to see the full data on how well the vaccines protect against Omicron. But it's something that I here at Running With The Money will keep you updated on as well. That is the show. Not a huge news day, but definitely some big time analyst calls in there and some headlines that I'm glad we were able to go over. In the meantime, go give my boys a listen over at Pond of the Table. You can listen to them anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, go give me and my team a follow at Running With The Money on, well, pretty much anywhere you are on social media, whether that's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, we're all over the place. So go give me and my team a follow on Instagram and Facebook at Running With The Money or at Luke Donay on Twitter. Easily profit trade on, and I will see you tomorrow.